Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 621 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by Stephen Kyle Brackey. We may be mad. We'll find out soon. Ben Funky Ooh, Aspen and Oliver Stone. Yes, we're excited. Allocations came out, wild cards, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and Bracky, Bracky did pretty good with his predictions. Uh, he was pretty close to spot on. You missed a couple. Um, and there's a few he's a little upset about. So this is kind of like Bracky's wheelhouse. So I think we just, you know, let him cook. All right. Let's go, Bracky. So, Fire up. There were 64 allocations uh, or at-larges to be had. Uh, I got 53 right. So eight of the 10 weights, I either got perfect or only missed one. And my goal was to only miss one at each weight because usually the last person, um, there's it's a judgment call and there's an argu- argument to be made for multiple guys. Um, yeah. But so And that was the case at, like I said, eight of the 10 weights. But then there are two weights that I think they just wow. like freaked out and went rogue on. And don't make a ton of sense to me. And those two weights are 141 and 197. So if you look at 141, the the three kind of surprises that got in. Um, the first is Caden Rooks of Indiana, and going into the Big Ten Championships, he was two and six on the year, and had uh, a loss to Danny Bertoni of Maryland and Jaden Enriquez, and Enriquez ended up being. Uh, well, that was his only win of the year, was beating Caden Rooks. <clears throat> so Rooks goes to the Big Ten Championships. His best regular season win was against Colin Valdivias, who did actually auto-qualify, but still has a losing record um, at the Big Ten Tournament. And at the Big Ten Tournament, Valdivias majored Rooks. Um, so he goes 1-2. and two. He beats Marcus Polanco in the first round of Big Tens, which was an upset. He drops down to the ninth-place bracket because they were taking eight guys there. Um, he beats Matt Santos in the opening round for Michigan State. Then he beats Polanco again, and then he beats D'Amelio in the finals. For ninth. For yeah, ninth. It sounds like he deserves it to me. Why? I man, three good wins. That's four wins at the Big Ten tournament. Well, You're tell t- me who's more deserving. Tell me who's more deserving. I'll tell you. I thought you were saying like he lost out of the, in the in the ninth place tournament or something. Uh, no. Well, no, he didn't win the ninth place tournament. He actually lost to D'Amelio. I'm sorry if I said he won. Oh, he, I, okay. I might have misspoke. He lost to D'Amelio for ninth. Uh, okay. He has un- uh, unranked losses to Danny Bertini, uh, Bertoni and Jaden Enriquez. Um, that Those are not good whatsoever. And while Rooks does have the two wins over Marcus Polanco, who was number 21 in the coaches ranking, the second set of coaches rankings, since those came out, Polanco is one in three and his only win is over a winless wrestler. I think he is clearly will come down in the next set of coaches' rankings. And then that kind of set off the fact that they put Rooks in kind of set off a domino effect with these with the other three because then they put Polanco in, who has two losses to Caden Rooks. And those two losses to Caden Rooks is why I kept Polanco out of my wild card projections. Um, his best wins of the year are Colin Valdivies and Parker Phillies. And Phillies is 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, Valdivius has a losing record, and uh, combined, those two have beaten one ranked wrestler all year, Dylan Duncan, and he's being rewarded for beating those guys. And um, and then D'Amelio, it's not atrocious, but he does two of his, he's seven and six on the year. 
His wins, he has two two of those wins are over Danny Bertoni, and he has unranked losses to and Danny. Danny Bertoni get whooped by everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, he has unranked losses to Danny Pacino and Matt Santos. So you look at the and his one win over, or he has three wins over qualifiers. Well, one of those is Rooks because Rooks got in. Uh, yeah. Drew Matten is like four and eight but was able to qualify at Big Tens, and he split with him during the season. He actually lost to him at the Big Ten Championships, and Philly is who's 7-7, seven and seven, which we covered. We but those guys... Who, who should have got in that yes, did not get in? That's yeah. what I'm getting to right yeah. now. Okay. So those three, the domino effect that set off there, kept Gabe Willishell from Edinburgh out, who was 13-3 and three on the year. Um, he had two wins over Derek Spann, and he finished one spot out of qualifying um, which is one of the things they look at. How you did your conference tournament, how close you were to qualifying. He finished one spot out of qualifying at max. And two of his losses on the season were to guys that auto-qualified and are ranked in the top 20 right now. Um, so you can see he has one bad loss. He lost to Caleb Brooks of um, Northern Illinois. Um, but when Another you, Rooks? Or Brooks, sorry. Jeez, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Brooks. Getting all these, okay. all these names floating around in my head. Um he should have been in, in my opinion. He's 13-3, has better win percentage. He finished one spot out of qualifying. He has uh, the the two top 25 wins. Uh, it should have been Willishell, in my opinion. And then I think Sam Hillegas had a really good argument as well from Virginia Tech. Uh, he doesn't have like that win that you can hang your hat on and point to and be like, this is why he should be in. He's 5-5, five and five, but his five losses are to Tariq Wilson, Zach Sherman, Cole Matthews, and Brian Courtney, who are all ranked in the top 13 or 14 in the country. Uh, yeah. And that's no bad losses. Like um, he had opportunities to lose the wrestlers just as bad as Danny Pacino and uh, Bertoni, and he didn't. He won. Uh, I, I felt like he should have been in. There, it felt like at some weights they punished guys for bad records. Uh, in other weights they didn't, and they uh, still don't care who you lose to. Apparently, yeah. Which has always been a weird thing. That was the thing that didn't matter with seeding. Losses don't matter in terms of, like, you can lose to a, a winless guy or whatever. If, if it doesn't impact, like, the head-to-head, -head, they just basically throw them out. Uh, Dan Hennessy's in the chat saying no losing records. Uh, no, losing records should not get in that large bit. I, you Damn. have to look at who they wrestled. Damn. And, like, John, Justin Cardani is a perfect example of that. So you look at the 3-9 yeah. and nine record. <laughs> His only losses are to top 16 guys, and he has a win over a top 16 guy, which is better than anyone who was looking for an at-large had. No one else yeah. had a win ranked as highly as Eric Barnett. So then I went and looked at how the guys who were looking for at-larges have done against the guys that Cardani lost to this year over their career, and they're 0-4 against those wrestlers. And Cardani mm -hmm. has a head-to-head -head win over Fabian Gutierrez last year. He's one of the 33 best guys in the country, and it's wrong that he's not in. Yeah, that's the one for me that I just can't wrap my mind around. It's, uh, it, where's the where's the common sense applied here? It's like, well, okay, yeah, he is going to have a bad record, but look at the competition and look also look at the competition elsewhere. And is it fair that that other conferences didn't get the opportunity to wrestle Big Ten wrestlers? No, that's that does mess things up. But on the other side of the coin, you have to understand that there's a level of rigor that these guys go through. That yeah. you don't have in the SOCON. You don't have a fair or not. And I don't agree with the, and I don't know what, I don't know by what um, logic or rule you can get, keep Cardani out and put someone in. But if it has anything to do with the parity of conferences, you just, 
just miss me with all of that. I don't care about yeah. let's have let's make sure there's equality in the conferences. I just want equality and competition. I just want the best thirty three guys in as close as we can get. Yeah, yeah. and if you, and, and, I mean, the hard part is when they don't use the same logic across all weight classes, like you guys are saying. Like if they said this is what we value and they stuck by it, that would be a lot easier to swallow than picking and choosing where and you know. You guys know all of it, so when you're trying to figure out, well, what logic did they use? You can't really figure it out. That's that's so annoying. Yeah, and they they didn't punish Caden Rooks for his five and nine record, and his win over Polanco is nowhere near as good as an Eric Barnett win. Um, so I don't understand yeah. that. I felt like, uh, and then 197 was the other really weird one. Uh, Logan Andrew from Chattanooga. He was nine and six on the year. He doesn't have a win over a wrestler in the NCAA championship field and has an unranked lawn to unranked loss to Finley Holston. And then Colin McCracken um, from Kent State. He he had one win over a qualifier, Ben Smith, um, which is a good win because Ben Smith went on to beat Greg Balsack. But then he has an unranked loss to Andy Smith, your boy, and Smooth. Jake Walker from Ohio. He went 0-2 at the MAC Championships at a weight that qualified three wrestlers, and he Real. had a loss at that tournament to Landon Pelham from Central Michigan, who didn't get in, and doesn't ha- and only ha- uh, and for his five losses are to guys that are in the tournament and received at larges or received automatic qualifying spots. Yeah, I don't understand how you can like listen three at the MAC. I mean, you're not in it, and you're losing to guys. That, I mean. There should be some, you should at least see, if you let in a guy that maybe didn't have the best year, you should see some trajectory, right? Like, okay, they're coming on. It's not like this guy was setting the world on fire uh, previously and just had a bad tournament. Um, Yeah, that's that's Guys, didn't there used to be some type of rule where, um, say they took three auto qualifiers, you couldn't take five above four? Wasn't there some rule like that where, like, you had to, if you, you could take five, but you also had to take four, or you could take number six, but you had to take four and five? Wasn't there a rule like that at some point? I'm not sure if there was or not. I know they, they look at where you finish, and like, one of the things they look at is how close you were to qualifying. Um, yeah. But I don't know about that specific rule. Uh, and then also at 197, Owen Pence from North, North Dakota State got in. Um, he has a winning record, seven and four, but again, no wins over wrestlers in the in the NCAA championship field. And then you look at a guy like Gavin Hoffman, who's five and seven on the year, but uh, six of his seven losses are to guys that are in the NCAA tournament and are ranked. And the other one that's not is Matt Rabluski, who was ranked and yeah. beat Hoffman, and then he avenged that loss. Hoffman has wins over Billy Janzer, who got into the tournament and only has one. Uh, one win, one notable win on the season, and that's Hoffman. And they left Hoffman at home. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty crappy. Those Very are the crap. big ones, in my opinion. Um, Ryan Reyes at 184 didn't make a ton of sense. No wins over guys in the field. And then uh, Michael Batista from Virginia had the exact same record, only lost to auto qualifiers, and had a win over a top 20 Greg Harvey and didn't get in. Um, Nick South had an argument to get in at 65. He hit another Big Ten guy with a losing record, but only lost to top 25 guys and beat a top 25 guy and another qualifier, and David Fronte didn't get in. Uh, it just – these Big Ten guys, they don't have losing records either if they go to – if they wrestle a full season and yeah. have the have the open tournaments yeah. and have the oh, yeah. non-conference duels and go to CKLV and Midlands and all that stuff. 
Um, I feel like NCAA has consistently, with seeding and with allocations, they reward soft schedules. They love nice-looking records. They but then don't, you guys just they don't a couple look- ways that didn't make sense, Christian, because you said at, at 41 didn't make that, you know, that wasn't the case in a few other ways, but at 25 it was. Yeah, 25 it was. Um, 97, I don't know what they were thinking with a few of these. Like, one of the yeah. things is supposed to be head-to-head, too, and in the last competition of the, se- the season, Pelham beat McCracken. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I listen. I I know you hate on Missouri for the soft schedule thing, um, and I and I definitely see your point in a few instances. But like in this one, I don't really see it. I see just kind of things that don't really make sense at a few weights. But there there were guys at the Big Ten with not great records who got wild cards for sure. True, true. But so at at some point, it becomes undeniable if you well theoretically if you have enough elite wins. But yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think it would come down to uh, the Big Ten. The Big Ten should have just let, and this goes back, you know, they should have let their teams compete out of conference like once or twice because then that would have given some type of cross-section to people across the country, which would then make it so much easier to have some of these arguments because you would have head-to-heads. If they, I mean, really, if they would have said, you guys can do one date out of conference and it could be a try or a quad, we would have so much more data to make good selections on. It would make so much more sense. Yeah. yeah. They're also, um, I don't know who it was yet. We're trying to figure that out. But someone at 65 that was in the field uh, pulled out. So Jake Silverstein was the um, next guy up. He got in. So don't know who that is yet. Uh, it might be our early thoughts or maybe Andrew Sparks from Minnesota. He looked pretty hurt against Joe Lee. Okay. Yeah, knee injury, I think. If I remember. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, well, the, you know, all- allocations are one thing, but brackets are quite another. And we're getting those tonight. Mm-hmm. Five Central. Six begin- Eastern, yep. Six Eastern begins our bracket show live on Flow. Follow along with us as the brackets are revealed. We'll um, go off if, if it's bad. Go we'll off. celebrate if it's good. Yeah, listen, there's no way these turn out well. You guys are going to lose your damn minds. Tonight. Let me just let me just cut to this. Shit. You guys are going to lose your minds. It is not going to go well. It's not going to go well. I know that. Um, <laughs> it's not going to go even close to well. <laughs> well. I'm sure we'll cut them tons of slack if they do a bad job, and we'll be very <laughs> measured and not emotional at all when they come out. You guys out. are going to be so emotional. It's going to be a train wreck. How many people are going to be on this show? Because I want to predict who's going to get the most emotional. Um, Bracky will probably get the most emotional. Um, I think it's gonna be me, KB, and we're either have, uh, we're gonna have Spay and either JD or Bray. Hmm. I think Spay is gonna lose his mind the most. No, he won't. Yeah, he'll stay pretty calm. He's, uh. No, it's gonna, it's gonna push him over the edge. He's gonna really lose his, lose his stuff. Okay. All right. Let's hope it. Good catch there, Ben. Good catch. And um, yeah, you never know. Ollie, do you have a prediction on who's going to lose their mind? I like the Spay one. He does have some pent up stuff that he's got to deal with. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, it's going to be Bracky. He just showed the most passion and vigor through this whole process. And I just think back to the back point situations going on in conference weekend, and there was mm-hmm. no one more outspoken and fighting for that 
And uh, I'm not even going to bring up the non-wrestle situation. So, yeah, yeah, I think we've seen a clear history and pattern of KB's passion. Yeah. KB doesn't like tough wrestling. He's a politician. (laughs) A politician. No, I'm all about tough wrestling. That's why he wanted. That's why he wanted. Now Christian Lance. Now, hey, some (laughs) one of our FRL questions was: uh, Does anyone have a snap like? uh, Have you ever seen a snap like uh, Gable Stevenson? And Pico is up there. He had a crazy snap. Um, but then the man from watching the highlight videos, the Brands brothers snapped more dudes oh. on their freaking faces <laughs> than anyone I've ever seen. Like it's in it's insane. Um, snap downs are awesome because like it's such <laughs> Jake, a well, Jake Marner had an amazing snap down as well. He would do the, the Zach Roberson style. I listen, I tried to do this so many times and I could never get the touch for it, but Zach Roberson and then Varner would do the they would snap and shuck all at the same time and like hit almost a go behind from it. It was yeah. so tremendous. I could never get a feel for it except against like 50 pound little kids who I guess Throw them on the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty nasty at that stuff with Caleb, but uh, against others, yeah. it's it's a little tougher. Uh, okay, so all right, where where are we gonna go? We only oh, I feel like we scratched Hodge, the surface. For sure, we gotta That's talk tremendous. Hodge because yes, I mean, person the the ballot should have two names on it. Um, two, Spencer yeah. Lee and Gable Stevenson. Congratulations to the other guys that will end up on there, but we know what this race is really coming down to. And so I hadn't really thought about it much because, I mean, Spencer's bonus rate is just undeniable. But after watching Gable, it's like, man, you have to put him well into the conversation. You have to talk about it. So I've got the – how closely do you, Ben, as a Hodge Trophy winner two times and a vote, uh, a ballot haver, how closely do you look at the criteria? Um, I mean, I, yeah, you got it in the doc, and I, I've reviewed it once in a while. Um, and I think this year's interesting because obviously Gable's not going to put up. He he has great bonus numbers. No one's going to put up the bonus number Spencer has. But then when you look at how how you think about the quality of competition, um, there's almost it's undeniable that that Stevenson is going to have tougher competition. I mean, if you think about the number two guy at 125 and how tough you think he is, you probably have two or three guys that you think are that tough at heavyweight um, that he's beating. And one of them he beat very, very badly. Um, man, it's, it's so impressive. Here's the thing. If you go by the criteria, I think it's tough to not give it to Spencer. Because right. if you go, all right, record is a wash. Okay, um, Tyler, I think yep. if Tyler can pull up the criteria, it'll maybe help you guys. Um, so records a wash. They're both going to be undefeated, uh, we believe. Yep. Number of pins, that's Spencer, right? Um, yes. Dominance, which, you know, to me, that, that's bonus points. Total bonus points, that's Spencer. Huh? Past credentials, two-time champ versus not a two-time champ, Spencer. Okay, quality of competition, Gable. No doubt, Gable is, has a better field. And yeah. sportsmanship, citizenship, and heart, I mean, I don't That's know. Um, Gable parties on, dude. G- yeah, you, you, can't, you can't say Spencer. I've, I've literally seen people on social media be like, well, I mean, you can't give it to Gable because of the sportsmanship 
and citizenship. <laughs> I'm serious, Ben. They're just looking for their skit. They want no, Spencer to win, and they're looking for anything. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a weird sort of thing. I mean, I don't know. Heart, I think that's a wash. I think they both... That's uh, a dumb one, too. Why is that one off? That should not be off. <laughs> they have tremendous cardiovascular strength. It's, it's um, immeasurable. It's stupid. Uh, so, I, it, it is tough. And the sportsmanship thing is, is interesting with Gable. So I thought I saw someone had this like really fired up tweet about like people hating on Gable. Why are people hating on Gable? Like uh, they were getting so fired up that people were mad at Gable. And I was like, this is such a silly tweet because this is the point of everything that Gable's doing is forcing is you to a side, which is genius. And it's all part of the yeah. plan. Him him partying on dudes and taunting Mason and and all that stuff. That's all part of the. That's the WWE thing. He's pl- he's doing the playbook, yes. and I it's brilliant, yes. and it's great, and he doesn't, in my opinion, Gable doesn't cross the line. I don't think he gets near the line uh, either. I think he wrestles really hard within the rules, yes. uh, and I think the showmanship's great. I mean, we saw, and you're seeing, no one's talking about, or at least I'm not seeing as much conversation. You know, Roman and Staraki, they're doing all the, the little dancing in, in the middle. It's like, you know, they're having fun. And Gable was one of the first guys I saw do that, right? Gable did that yeah. against uh, Derek White in that Oklahoma State-Minnesota duel. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so we're seeing, you're seeing almost like the impact of it trickle down to other wrestlers that, are, that look up to Gable. But I think what he's doing is great. I think it's actually good for the sport. Um, I agree. But obviously, ben uh, I know, I'm, I'm out there on a limb. I love it. I love what he's doing. I appreciate everything. Um, but he's not winning a sportsmanship award, I'll tell you that much. And no. that's okay, because I don't think he wants to win a sportsmanship award. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I your antics agree. didn't yeah. disqualify you, Ben. <laughs> I, well, you know, I had to go get some extra pins just to make sure I was good, because I knew I wasn't winning category number six. <laughs> who, got, who, got, who was, like, runner-up? Who was your competition in Cole. those? Cole Connor was both years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we were – and, yeah, he was undefeated both years also. He had – a relatively good amount of pins, not quite as many as me, but um, yeah, he was. It was good competition, um, and I don't think there was anyone very close to him. Like would have been in third place. I don't think there was anyone very close. Um, yeah, didn't he so, beat Mako one of those years? I, he, he, well, he beat Mako. Yes, he beat Mako Junior. Okay, but that was the year you beat Herbert, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. so you kind of negated because yeah. I was going to say that'd be like, man, you beat a former Hodge Trophy winner. Oh, maybe we should revoke. Yeah. Maybe. Um, or wait, maybe. <laughs> so maybe he had a loss. Maybe he had a loss that year then. Maybe he lost to Mako once that year and then beat him in the finals. And then the next year he was undefeated. Maybe that's how it went. Yeah, I mean, under the criteria, though, it's, you know, it's crazy because Spencer's almost unbeatable. But then at the same time, it's like, you just, I don't know, you look at his field and you're like, yeah, but, eh, like, if he beat, you know, if he beat up on Vito or he beat up on Pat Glory mm-hmm. um, or Soriano, uh, some of these other guys that could potentially be in the field, you'd feel much more. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't say deserving because that's not the right word because he can't control who shows up. Yeah, but you would feel much better about it. You know, where Gable has Mason, and we both think. I mean, Mason. If you take Gable out of the picture, there's a decent chance Mason's going to make the Olympic team, and there's a decent chance he does well at the Olympics. I mean, Mason is a very high level wrestler. I don't think you'd say that about anyone at 125 pounds. Listen, Mason. If Mason's Gable, so good. if Gable wasn't in the field, we would be probably talking about a Spencer 
versus Mason Trot yeah. Hodge Trophy race. Yeah, that's real. like that's that's real. Um, what is Mason his, has all bonus, doesn't he? I think we talked about this yesterday. Uh, it's close. I'm looking right now. He he pinned Cassiope. No, I, I think Mason. I think Mason has all bonus because he bonus he pinned Cassiope and he bonus uh, Kirkley. Yes, 100% bonus. He has gone major fall, fall, tech, major fall, major fall over Cassiope. And he got majored yeah. by Gable. So crazy. I mean, so, that I mean, really puts Gable in better perspective, though. Like, this does. man. So, Christian, if Gable wasn't there, would, would Paris make the Olympic team? Oh, there's a great I chance of it. I mean, it's him or it's obviously him or Gwiz, and there's no one else in, in the yeah. discussion. And he beat Gwiz, and you have to figure. The trajectories there are certainly on Mason's yeah. side. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then you think, obviously, we we thought Kirk Vitt was a little better, and he's had some crazy success uh, on the world level. Um, Cassiope, I know we think highly of. I think Colton Schultz is really good. Um, yeah. And really, at 165, you haven't had are both good. I think they're but haven't really done anything yet. They're both super young. Neither one's all American. Um, they haven't really done anything. At, at, you know, none, neither one of them has made an age level world team. I don't believe. Um, and so you just don't feel that great about the field at 125. Right. Right. Um, I think once upon a time, uh, Latona's made some teams before. I think, like a mm. cadet. I don't know about that. I feel like I don't he think did. so. Could be wrong. He won, I he won Fargo. Fargo at one point, but I don't think he made a team. I don't think so either. No. The other thing with Spencer, I don't know. Yeah. It almost feels like Spencer has a cheat code to bonus points because he's so good at that little roll through tilt re reinforced bar bar series. <laughs> it almost feels like a cheat code. Like he ain't really earning all these techs. He's just using his cheat code and scoring a whole bunch of points. Well, no one else is disqualified from using the uh, reinforced bar tilt series. Yeah, it's not really a cheat code when it's everybody can go but, ahead and just get. Yeah, you that can go ahead and use it. it. It's just yeah. no one else can do it. No, no one else can get that good at it because no one else has been that good at it ever in the history of. I mean, Robles would be the only person who's relatively close, and he wasn't as good as Spencer. I mean, Spencer's that good at that series, and man, it is just like, yeah. So I mean, and maybe it's just a uh, he's a victim of himself because he's so impressive that every time he does it, it's like, eh, that, that's what he. We knew that's what he was going to do. It wasn't like, oh my god, he took this dude down twelve times or something. Just like. He gets that series, and he's relatively unstoppable. How man, Robles versus Spencer is a match I would just love to see in folk style. That, that would be, be so amazing. That would be it'd be fascinating because I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Who are you picking? Well, I actually I sort of like I think Spencer matches up in a way pretty well against Robles because he was so good, like short offense. He is so good short offense. Throws by, can get the angle. Like, he's really yeah. good there. And that was, like, one of the few ways that we saw, we've seen, we had seen Robles got, get taken down, right? Yeah, um, Robles guys, is going to be underneath for sure. Yeah. You know, underneath on the arm, yeah. Like, I think it was Andrew Long. I think it Long beat, beat him the one year at NCAA. Long was that crazy match where he was up by, like, eight, and then Robles turned him a whole bunch of times, and and Robles won, like, 10-9 nine, or something. Okay. I'm trying to remember the match. match. I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the match where 
he lost in the year the year McDonough won. Yeah, I think it was in the semis. To I'm pretty Long. sure. I'm pretty sure Long. Oh, you're right. He, he, beat, he beat Long in the duel and then lost him at the nationals. You're right. Yeah. So like he and I'm, I seem to remember him hitting like getting some go behind stuff going. So we're really. Yeah. So that was. But I want. I'm, I'm telling you, a senior senior level senior year Anthony Robles was different than junior year. He mm-hmm. figured out a couple more takedowns that really worked for him. Um, and so I, I wouldn't even think about junior year Anthony Robles. It's not really the same person. Um, I mean, I know, I know that we're doing hypotheticals anyway, but yeah, it's not not the same guy. Yeah, John Cummings uh, brought up another nice little little point in the chat. Uh, Gable Stevenson has given up zero takedowns on the year. Hmm. Well, it's, well, it's supposed to give him one. He's a two. That's it, right? Who's two? I'm pretty sure Ragson took him down. Did he? Oh, I missed that match. Cause I was that Did he? Rest. I'm pretty sure. It was 19 to four. I think he took him down. I have. I don't know. Schrader was kind of in deep on that second takedown. And I was like, oh, my God. Is Schrader actually going to get this? And then, nope, of course not. I'll try to find it. All right. Um, man, I don't remember that. You guys can go to you. I'll look at the track bracket and, and uh, it'll still say the you know like sequence by sequence scoring. Give me like thirty seconds. He's yeah, the, I mean, so I feel like Spencer's gonna win, um, and Spencer's very very deserving. Uh, and I think the number one, the number two college wrestlers are really obvious. It's it's Spencer and Gable, and they're they're ahead of everyone by a mile. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be Spencer again winning the Hodge. And he'll be the only first person to ever win three Hodges next year unless someone stops him because um, Kale only has two and a half. No, Kale has three. Yeah, they, they split it. They gave it to freaking Nick Ackerman. Kale has two and a half. Give me a break. No, Kale has three. He should have four. No, he's got, he's got two and a half, Christian. He's got three. should have four. Two and he and has half. a Hodge trophy. He's a Hodge Trophy winner three times. Listen, they can only give away one per year, and they gave away two. That means he's got a half. He's got two and a half. Spencer will be the first one to three. Ragson took him down. Ragson did take him down. Boom. Wow. A little, sh- little Ooh, shuck that's... by at the beginning of the third. Wow. Ragson, what was the score? So it was 13 to two. It was like 19 to four, neutral. something like that. Wow. Okay. So two takedowns. That is so. That's one thing where you could say, okay, <laughs> kind of compelling, right? Well, one that could maybe tie into the dominance thing. So it's like bonus. It's not just bonus, but your overall. Like, are people able to take you down? Are they scoring points on you? That well, that, that is notable for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't I mean, know. No one's going to even take Gable down. Right. Joey Veal tries to say they both gas in the third. Uh, Gable scored like three takedowns in the third on Mason Paris. And so. he did the same thing to Cassiopeia. Yeah, don't know what Gable you're talking about there. Gable was a – watch the Cassiopeia match. He had to go and get a major – he had to get two to three takedowns late against Cassiopeia. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Spencer's only been in the third period uh, against Ragason. And uh, after giving up a takedown early in the period, he got a takedown and then a bunch of back points. So don't think that's true either. Yeah. No, Gable has not been guessing at all. No, he. Yeah, it's crazy to think how much better he's gotten compared to how good he already was. Yeah. So I think that um, if Spencer continues his dominance through the NCAA tournament, he he's going to win. If there is some way that people, a few people, hold Spencer to either not bonus or a really low major, then I think there's probably a better argument for Gable to be made. Um, Spencer's 
going to be, to my knowledge, the first person to bonus his way through the entire season. Um, well, actually, Gable is Gable all bonus too? Yes. What if Gable yeah. does too? Gable should win. Both he should be. He should be win. the front runner going into NCAA's. You think Gable is? Yes. Over Spencer? Yes. I just exactly. made a great argument for Gable, but at the same time, I said there's no way Spencer's not going to win. He, I mean, I, I mean, I don't I, think I, he'll win. You don't think he'll win? I don't think. Gable I kind of think Spencer's going to win just because people are going to vote for him um, because yeah. he ha- he is ending matches early and Gable has a few majors in there. But you got to look at the dudes he's beating. Like, yeah. We just talked about how far away Mason Paris has separated himself from the rest of the field. And yes. he just destroyed yes. him. He destroyed yes. him. And he did the same thing to Cassiope, Cassiope, who has distanced himself from the rest of the field as well. Yeah. But to, back to the point about Gable gassing in the third period. In the third period against Cassiope, it was 5-3 in the third period. Yes. He won 15-6. to six. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he beat him down. That was the third period. He scored 10 points in the third period. So just be quiet about Gable gassing. Yes. I, I think he's yeah. doing it against a tougher field. Um, I just I would value that more. Like Mason Paris is like top 10 guy in the world. Yeah. We don't even know who the number two at 125 is. No. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's gonna be a. a deb- you know what? Be, you know what would really be ideal, guys. And I, and I know this is. This is they wrestle each other. <laughs> We're working on it. No, no. We're working on it. You clone Spencer and they wrestle each other because of the same weight. Okay. Two Spencers definitely one Gable for sure. That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say wait till after the Olympic trials because then we'll see. We'll actually see these guys against competition who is their alike skill level. And we would only have to wait two weeks. I know that's not going to happen, but that would probably be. Well, give us a, but the funny a thing is, Ben, that could just be Gable beating Mason again. It could. Yeah, but I mean, and that's what that's. I tell you, Spencer, Spencer's Spencer, not going to wrestle Sam Latona. Okay. Well, if Spencer is super dominant over, uh, let's see, who's his, I mean, his past going to be insane, right? If he goes, Dayton whoops, Gilman. Seth Gross, and then he beats Nick Suriano, and then he beats. Dayton in the finals very clearly, like you feel much better about giving it to Spencer. If Spencer were to go and lose to a couple of these dudes, then maybe you don't feel that way. Yeah. No, for for sure. Um, but we just giggling about over there. Uh just the chat's funny. There's people in the uh, chat doing exactly what I said they were doing uh, gonna do and say character sportsmanship class, Lee greater than oh, Steve. Get the hell out of here, you uh, Yeah. Miss me with it. Miss me with it. Nerds, imagine they did Nerds. a husband like that. No, I don't want to split it. I don't want to split it. No, that's, that's, that's BS. That's BS. When are they yeah. split the Heisman? No, you pick somebody. Pick. <laughs> you no, pick they split them. it. That's why Kelly has two. <laughs> Dang it! Every time you say that, Ben, you uh, your your video cuts out. So I think does Kale have control over the internet in California? He might. <laughs> he might. Um. Okay, so the Hodge debate is going to be fun uh, throughout the tournament, throughout NCAs, because it's, man, it's, I say this, and who knows if it's actually true, but I'm not sure there's going to be a, uh, an example of two guys this high level going at it, where you have two, I think both these guys can win the Olympics, and they're, yeah. they're 
also they're not like seniors. You know, they could. Yeah, you you had guys who are this dominant within in their within their field or close to. Um, I mean, Zane was close to 100% bonus, and, and then Nolf was the one year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think we thought either one of those guys was, had a potential to win the Olympics that year. So Yeah, the only one, um, as I go back the history of the Hodge Trophy, let me look at this. Um, go back to 2011, there's a Hodge Trophy winner that would have won the Olympics and did win the Olympics. His name is Jordan, Bur- Jordan Burroughs. Not that you, oh, he won the Worlds that year, yeah. Yeah, and then he won the Olympics the next year against the exact same field. So yes. let's look back. 2020, Spencer Lee, we don't know. Maybe he could have won the Olympics last year. Bo Nickel, no. Zane, Zane, no, no. Ringer, no. Steber, no. He would win Worlds in a, a couple years later. David Taylor, no. Dake, no. Taylor, no. Burroughs, yes. Well, Ness, Dake, no. Dake, we don't know because, hold on, hold on. With Dake, Dake was competitive with Jordan Burroughs that year. He did not make the team because he could not beat Jordan Burroughs, but Jordan Burroughs also won a world title. Ben, so you can't you can't win the worlds if you're not on the team. But you, you just said the good team. enough to win, like I mean, close. You didn't actually you didn't actually they won the world title that year. They said you said good enough to okay. potentially win. 2013 Dake was good enough. If Jordan Burroughs was never born, would have been good enough to win worlds that year. Potentially, yeah. Um, Jason Ness, no. Jake Herbert in 2009, he got well, silver. He Silver in 2010? He was silver in 10, but he in 2009, I don't think so. Don't Metcalf, think so. no. Ben Askren, Ben Askren. No I didn't comment. Do it. Mm. He didn't, didn't do it. So Steve Mako, Emmett Wilson, Kale in 2002. Steve, uh, Kale, well, they, did they not go in 2002? Or is it 2000? Well, 2001, he made the team, correct? And then he didn't wrestle because it was on... Right, it was nine eleven happened, and then they mm-hmm. did it significantly later, and that was when Egum won the silver medal. So we'll say Kale, yes, because Kale had beat Egum, and then Egum went and won a silver medal that year. Um, then did Kale not wrestle in the two thousand two Worlds for some reason? Because then two thousand three, he was silver. Correct, three silver, um, gold. Why and did Kale not wrestle two thousand two? I'm blanking right now. I don't know two thousand two. World wrestling. Because he would have been the best guy in America for sure. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, it. They were in Iran. Let's see. I've got the Wikipedia. Oh, I don't think we went that year. We didn't go. We yeah. We did not go. Yeah, yeah, JB just put in the chat. We didn't go. Uh, oh, we didn't go that year, guys. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ollie. <laughs> Although it says. Um, well, what am I looking at? Wait, it says we won a medal. How did we yeah, not go? It says Jamil Byers medaled. We did go oh, that year, guys. Uh, no, only freestyle. <laughs> freestyle was in Iran. Greco was in Moscow. Women's was in Greece. Oh, classic three site world championships. So, okay. Freestyle didn't go. Got it. So that's Dang, probably that's why. Crazy. Isn't that weird? So, so yeah. Weird. So going back to the history of the Hodge Trophy... And, and my point is, not only do we have one guy that can maybe win the Olympics, we might have two, for all yeah. we know. So uh-huh. this it's just uh, sort of a, I mean, it's one of the all-time races in when you consider that. Okay, we can move off of Hodge for, for now. You remember Elvis Padilla? He was so good. I loved him. I'm going to the two world results. All right. No, I don't, actually. Um, no, very tremendous. 
Okay, next up. <laughs> let's go to. Well, I have the wrong wrong doc pulled up. We talking about Peloton. Oh my gosh! Whoa. All right, so Burroughs wrestled Chimizo, and we're once again kind of like, did he lose to Chimizo? Every time he lo he's lost to Chimizo twice. I'm like, did he really lose? Is this real? Yeah, this is first takedown thing. I mean, I. You know what? I think what was the first time? I think the first time that I really dug into this was the Metcalf Gomez match, and the rules say specifically directly behind the hips which is really weird, and I never thought about before. I think it was that match. And now I see it more and more often. So, like, in folk style, if you're on the side and you hook, hook, overhook the, like, back leg with your leg, it's almost always two. In this situation, he, he guess he technically never gets behind the hips. I mean, it's a situation that's an obvious takedown in folk style wrestling. Yeah, let's see it. And I think it's most of the time called in freestyle, but it wasn't in this situation for whatever reason. Yeah, so it's an interesting exchange, and there's a couple points I think we should consider pausing at. So he throws the leg in, but check out right I, here, Freeze. Freeze. Oh, it was out. Well, it was out. A little before that, Jordan Burroughs' right foot looks to be completely out. So, well, wouldn't that be one where they said the weight was on the knee and there's no weight on the foot there, kind of? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sure. But if I you're can't call it. So you're so or is that your way of saying grounded then? Grounded, correct. Keep going. Is, isn't that the rule? If the weight's right, well, okay. uh, uh, he, uh, kind he, of, he pushes yeah, off of it too. So, so my question is, is the ref holding one for Chimizo throughout this entire Ooh. scenario because of that? In which case okay. I think bad rule. Okay, now he's what you can't see, now you can see is like bit. He looked directly behind the hips to me right there. I mean, where is, where's, does the arm that you're now right there, has, you guys see the one hips are like this and the other hips are like this. And, you know, they want you to be like this directly behind them. So he's which, very perpendicular here in this moment. So yes. that's not super behind, but he's got the, when he's got the knee down and Chimizo's like almost on his hip. That earl, feels earlier. Yes, but previously, that feels like this two. But so then crazy. right here, freeze. Um, right before his head hits, Chimizo's feet and knees com go completely out of bounds. And the rules state you can't score offensive points after you step out. Now, Chimizo clearly steps out first here, which makes me believe the only way you can logically arrive at JB, a step out for Chimizo, is you have to go all the way back to the initial where Burrow's right foot is out of bounds. So I think... I think there's this, I think to me, it's like, I don't know. It's either two for JB or one for JB. I have a hard time with one for. Wait, wait why would you say one for J? Because you, are you saying the initial step out doesn't count? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because it, are they grounded there? I mean, I mean, maybe if, you, if you're going one there, okay, maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But to me, you can't call head out JB as the one there. But then it goes back to the other problem. Where if you don't like it, we have bricks, and you need to throw them. And if you don't throw yeah. them, you can't get that mad at the call. And we didn't throw the brick. Well, I think it's one of those things where on a one-point call, you man, don't. It's, yes, it's, it's thirty pretty, seconds it's in. Seconds in the match, you're never I, gonna throw the. I don't think you ever should throw the brick there. Um, and to me, the bigger story is not that, but Jordan couldn't score a takedown in this match. And and I would say Frank controlled center. I was kind of blown away watching it. Um, 
man, Frank did. I never thought Frank was going to beat Jordan again ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the, the win is debatable, but his performance was really impressive. Absolutely true. And I agree. I don't think you throw the brick there. Um, 28 seconds in, but yeah. it is notable if you think the calls, you know, that, that yeah. there's a mechanism for calls that are maybe not right and it's brick. So you can't give it so mad at the rest. And yeah. I, listen, you're crazy. If you think this is a clear anything, cause I don't think it's clear. Uh-huh. Like it's not clear yeah. to, to me, it's not a clear step out. Um, the only thing that's not a step out is Jordan's head hitting out. Like if that is how they arrived at the step out, that is just, that's flat wrong. But we don't know what they call it. Because we, yeah, whatever. So they don't do it themselves. There's that. So there's a couple. There's like a bunch of little storylines within this thing. Like there's yeah. there's the center. How well Chimizo controlled center. There's Jordan getting put on the clock twice, which I think is another thing. I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with him getting put on the clock twice. I know they love guys holding center as the thing. Yeah. But you have to also like show some discernment in terms of well, who's actually trying to score, who's yeah. working to score, who's firing off of the tax, who's trying to generate offense. That was clearly Jordan. Yeah. So I actually love the fact. I would love if more people got called twice in a row for um, on the clock. It never happens, and so the fact that it happened in this match kind of blew me away. Um, because it wasn't, it wasn't totally one side. Yes, Frank controlled the center more, but yes, Jordan was significantly more aggressive in trying to score points, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they went two shot clocks one way and zero shot clocks the other way, that was kind of mind-blowing to me because it's something that we very, very rarely see. I wish we would see it more often, but we do not. Yeah, I don't think that was an instance where you should see it twice. Do you? Yeah, I do not, know. I think it should have been 1-1. One, one. So it was, ended up being a really close match. And, man, there's one exchange where Burroughs was in, in, and uh, it was what? Who was talking about JB's or Frank's ability to, like, pivot on the edge? And he pivots on the oh, edge it's perfectly. Tremendous. It's so good. Uh, it's in the yeah. second period for sure. Um, I think it may be. There's one, yeah, where he gets right on the edge. And no, it's not it. this. I think it's before. I think it's before, but. Jordan is in, um, it's definitely in the second period though, Tyler. Um, maybe Bracken can help find it. Um, he ends up stepping Burroughs out on kind of on the left side of the mat, but Burroughs is in deep and he just kind of like quickly pivots, hips in and gets one. And it was, it it was a, it was really impressive from Chimizo. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those. Yeah, I think it was the first period. It's coming up right now. It's coming up right here. Okay. All right. Coming up. You can just flick it over if you want. Um, I trust Bracky's memory. It's right after he gets put on the Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because he doesn't get the second shot clock point because there's the push-up. The other th- I hate the shot clock thing where if you score the other guys off the shot clock, they should get double punished too. Yeah, I uh, – You know yeah, what I'm I saying? Think, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, if we watch his wrestling, I'll, I'll talk through my point. So here, this. boom, right there. And he hits and in. He in so hard. That's crazy. Burroughs is so strong to do that to Burroughs. One more time. One more time on that. It's really nice. So it's Burroughs. He's coming. Level change, level change. Chimizo's sort of biting, but it doesn't matter. Double to single from Jordan, and he just pivots and pops, hips him right in for for one. So wild. Very impressive. So So 
Go ahead. Hey, what I was saying about the shot clock, though, it doesn't make sense. If I put you – if Christian Pilots goes on the shot clock because Brecky's pushing the pace on him and Got you're it. stalling or, you know, passive, if you will. Um, and then Kyle – so then Kyle is de-incentivized to actually score because he's going to get the point anyways. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I push you out or if I make you wait on the shot clock, I'm going to get a point anyways. So it, it de-incentivizes the aggressive person to stay aggressive. They you if if he gets a push out, you should stay on the clock and have fourteen left or whatever. It, it doesn't make sense that if he scores his one point, the other guy comes off the clock. It just makes no sense. Do you remember when in the Olympics in twenty sixteen when Adeline got put on the clock and just like literally back straight out of bounds so that she would go off the clock and like be winning by criteria? It, it backfired, but no, she well, that's, it, that's it didn't smart work. Tactic. It didn't work, but. Um, she did do that, and it was it seemed genius at the time. So yeah, I think I think anytime someone is not incentivized to score, you should probably have a more careful look at it. Um, yeah, and there's no reason there's no reason why. The, the, I mean, if the offensive or if the person on the clock scores, yes, then stop the clock because that was the whole point. But right. if the other person scores, just keep the freaking clock ticking. It's no big deal. It just keeps ticking. It gets to zero. Then one guy hasn't scored. They get a point. Yes. Okay. Um, now, hey, so no, here I got I got more on this one. Oh, <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Christian Piles? And I don't even I don't follow Dake on Twitter, so I don't know. But remember, Jordan roasted Kyle when he barely beat Chimizo, uh last July twenty fifth. Did did Dake roast him back? I didn't see anything. No, I haven't. Um, he put Dake put out a poll if people have if you own crypto. I think that's the last tweet yeah. he put out. Smart, uh, smart man. Hey, let's see Bitcoin <laughs> over six thousand this morning, Christian Piles. I hope you own some. I only four. I only have four bitcoins, unfortunately. Good job. No, I don't. Um, what what is it over now? We're over fifty six thousand. We'll probably we'll probably be breaking the all time high again later today. For real, um, my book's showing over fifty. Yeah, he's just just Shut a shade over fifty in, in the bracket. I got mines, dude. I'm been mining. He's that been mining. Dogecoin to the moon. Dogecoin Doge sucks. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't hate on Doge, man. Wait until it, they revalue it. I got 619 Doges. That's ready to take over your financial like thing. You're done. Like You're done. You're done. I'm coming for you, Ben. Crypto Ali. That's what they call me. Ali's got $4 in Dogecoin. It's, it's not what it is right now. It's what it's going to be in the future, okay, Ben? If people were criticizing you about Bitcoin 10 years ago or something, you would have looked like an idiot. Now you're laughing at them, right? Man, so you got four dollars. You could have said six hundred nineteen thousand, and you maybe you'd have like four thousand dollars or something. How many dollars in Doge do you have, Ollie? I have zero. No, Ollie. It's like fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna take me to the top. You guys can laugh now. When it hits, Ben, yes, not buying you nothing. Me. No. No stump grinders for you when I'm a billionaire. Yo, Ollie. Okay, CP, no, I don't care. No trips back to Virginia or nothing. I was going to get you some nice some nice Old Dominion clothes because I know you love them so much still. Okay, I'll, I'll give you 20 bucks for all your doge right now. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> all right. You remember how you, like, oh, there's that story? Uh, there's a story about the guy who had the Mac who had uh, Apple stock, and then he gave it away and sold it, and now, look, he everybody laughs at him. That's not going to be me. That's not going to be Ollie. Not going to catch me. Slow. How so, much Doge did you buy initially? How many US I dollars? I'm not comfortable with sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. That's, it's, it doesn't matter. 
Okay. It's irrelevant. There's also the guy uh, who can't remember his password, and he's losing out on millions of Bitcoin. Dude, that's so many. That's not one guy. That That's a lot of dudes. There's oh, a man. lot of people. Yeah. That, freak, that would freak me out. Well, because that. it wasn't worth anything. It wasn't worth anything to them. I mean, there is so, there's one story of some dude who had like 4,000 Bitcoin on the hard drive on his computer, and his girlfriend said it was making the room too hot, and she forced him to, to fucking throw oh. I slipped. Dang it! I can't believe it's taking this long for one of those to slip. <laughs> CP didn't even they notice at first. They yeah, were what are you talking about? Nah, you were like going on leisurely with the story. Watch there's my face. And now there's four thousand uh, Bitcoin on a computer and it'll dump somewhere. Let's go dump. Let's go get it. That's why. You go dumpster diving. People laugh at those yeah. people, but oh well. I would go get it if I didn't have my Dogecoin sitting pretty. So we're yeah. good. <laughs> hey, we got that tweet from Burroughs, by the way. Okay, he said that's the guy that's gonna decimate me. Laughing emoji. That was right after the Chimizo Dake match. I kind of felt the same after that match, but then now you kind of yeah, you kind of gotta beat him. It's that, gonna be that tweet didn't well, age well. It was. How were how were people underestimating? I mean, when I saw that tweet, I thought, how were people underestimating Chimizo? Chimizo's been one of the best guys in the world for a significant amount of time right now. And yes, Jordan has definitely got the upper hand on him. And I did not expect Jordan to lose last weekend. But just the notion that Kyle Dake has a close match with Frank Chimizo means that he's not going to be able to beat Jordan Burroughs, that, that didn't make sense at all. Well, well, it's trash talk, one. And the last time Jordan wrestled him, he de he destroyed Chimizo. He beat him really, really badly. Which one? What uh, Kolov, I think. Was that the last one? Yes. How he bad was it? It was pretty bad. Eight to two, something like that. Okay. So he's probably right. like... And and also, like, uh, Chimizo scored the offensive points. Dake scored off a reversal in um, a riding time gut. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I get why Jordan probably felt that way and plus you know the guy's been saying he's gonna retire him and all this stuff so a little little firing back uh, but man the Dake Burrows it's it's just more drama for Dake Burrows and it's gonna happen in a couple weeks it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome uh, Hey, when did uh when did we what's the anniversary of them coming on this show and having the greatest FRL of all time? It's gotta be sometime oh, around That was in there April, I think. We're about to hit some not so fun anniversaries here in like a couple days. Like uh, the, what we got? Well, Four days, Mar three days. March thirteenth was like the anniversary of cancellation. Basically the that's that's the true cancel culture. <laughs> you want to talk about cancel they shut down the planet. April sixteenth. That's when Burroughs and Date came on. Everyone's just mad in quarantine. Oh, so. it's my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy Dang. birthday, Dad. So, my dad's birthday was yesterday, Tracy Piles. Boom. Um. Okay, Christian, who's winning, Burroughs or Date? Gun to your head. I'm I'm sticking with Burroughs. Oh. What about you? You you predict? What would Kyle say? Kyle didn't uh, say. I stick with Burroughs. I picked Dake too many times early in the rivalry and got burnt. 
I, I think it's so hard. I think it's really, really, really tough. Oh, so after that, after that performance, um, I was like 51% Jordan, 49% Dake. I'm going to flip that and I'm going to go like 51% Dake and 49% Jordan. And, and I'll tell you what just flipped around a little bit for me is like, what exactly what Chimizo did where he kind of really controlled center and controlled space. That's what, that's what he's going to try to do. He's going to try to kind of bully him a little bit. Now, I don't know if he can do it as well as Frank Chimizo just did, but I, I think there's a definite chance of that. And I think it gives a, a clear and definite strategy for Kyle Dick to try to use. And, you know, he probably already has strategy, but after watching that match, if I'm Kyle Dake, I'm saying, hey, that's something I can do really, really well, and I'm going to go try to do it. For sure. Um, and I, th I think that's been, like, the sort of obvious template for, for Jordan. You don't want to be in a shootout with him. You want to control center, be defensive. Yes. Um, so I don't think, it's, I don't think that's uh, some dawning for, for Dake, personally. Yeah. Uh, so you're going Dake? Oh, man. Like I, said, it, I mean, it's pretty much a coin flip for me, and I was leaning Burroughs, and now after watching that, I'm going to lead Dake. Uh, hopefully I'm not a victim of recency bias. You you certainly are. Um, well, the other thing is, Dake, who, where did Dake just wrestle? And he, and he did not have anything that was really all that competitive. I mean, he looked so impressive. Well, there, I, I don't think there was anyone uh, – I can't remember the tournament, but – the level of competition was not as great. Yeah. So yeah, it's it. I mean, listen, no one should feel comfortable with any pick at this, at this one. And I'm just it's, pick, picking yeah. Burroughs has been the right call like uh, seven out of eight times or eight out of nine oh. times. I know it was it was Nolf and Chenzo. I mean, just just the way he. Like the way Nolf couldn't even touch him, and Nolf is so good, and then he just killed Chenzo. That was like. I mean, obviously, I'm picking him to win both those matches, but I would I thought they were going to be a little bit more competitive than they actually were. Uh, that was I don't know. And you'll probably say I expect. I think maybe you guys would say you expected that, but I, I thought Nolf would be able to get something going against him. He couldn't get. He couldn't score a point. I feel like Nolf's been have in freestyle has been having a harder time getting it going than maybe we expected. Yeah. Uh, well, he's how... just not. He's not as dynamic of an athlete. Yeah, and in folk style, that plays a little better than it does in freestyle because in folk style, you can create those scrambles and opportunities uh, by putting yourself in some level of danger. And in freestyle, that's significantly harder to do. Right, right. There's not a lot of Win Dixies in a <laughs> in a in a freestyle match. It's such a great move. It's really good. You had you ever seen it? No, it made me feel so, so stupid. Like, why didn't I? That's so great. I should do that. Now do it. Thank you. Fantastic move. Great. Um, you don't have fantastic internet, then. Well, so the other thing why it would never work in freestyle, uh, Christian, is because if if I'm grabbing, if I'm getting lifted right up on the shoulders, and I'm and I and in folk style, I will grab your body or your crotch or your ankles, right? And that's why the person in, in the lifting guy can't finish simply. Um, and in freestyle, if you grab any of those parts, I can try to grab you and then just dump you backwards for an easy two points. Um, and so in freestyle, you generally see guys without their hands on them or maybe barely touching them and then, you know, taking their hand off so that, uh, you know, they can finish a little more cleanly 
than they could in folk style. Folk style, you can have those scrambles, and that's when someone's going to go to the answer position, pull the arm across, pull it, sorry, pull the leg across, boom, and that's when they get win Dixie. Got it. That makes sense. Good breakdown. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. So, JB versus Dake, I mean, certainly you're not more confident in Jordan after that match, right? And it was plus two. No. Which is one of his first times down. But the Jordan has this huge advantage. I mean, obviously it's an advantage he's sitting out, but the weigh in advantage he has in that he's just gonna get to weigh in and have all day to recover for his finals match. Right? Whereas, you know, you you recover differently if you have to wrestle in two hours versus if you're gonna wrestle in ten hours. Well so, wait, wait, wait. Don't they have to weigh in both days? Yeah, he'll have to weigh in both days. But even Both still, of them do. yeah. But I guess Dake. Now, well, the, the I finals. Think it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Ooh, I don't know. That's a tough one, Christian. Like, I guess you you'd have to make. I, I don't know what his strategy is. Is it make weight and kind of hold it down and then make weight again, or is it make weight, gain some weight back and then sweat it off again? Because man, making like a weight where you're actually cutting weight for two days in a row. I mean, I've never done it where you make weight and then you don't have to do anything you know i've, I've done it a lot with you missile and then you got to cut a little more weight when you're done and then make weight again that's going to be weird I, I wonder what his strategy for that is to be is it going to be to stay sucked down or is I it going to be not. to get a little bit and sweat off again i think the longer amount of time you spend depleted the worse Correct. the worse your recovery is so i think you make weight you recover you know stay within hovering distance Sweat, sweat it off, make it again, and then you, then you get, you know, as big and strong as you can between then and finals time. So, how many guys are in the field for Kyle Dake? Like he's obviously the well, he gets the buy to the semis, right? We we tried to we did these last year where we made made the brackets up. Um, we need to start. He doing gets that the again. buy to the semis, so he'll have two matches. Yes. Yes. Now my yeah. question is what. Will the finals be set after day one? I don't know the exact schedule. What do you mean? Okay, is, will they wrestle the, the challenge tournament finals the, yeah. the night of day one, or will they do them in the morning That's, session? No, I think it's challenge tournaments on Saturday and the finals are on Sunday. Okay. Or the, the final wrestle-offs. Because well, in some of those – well, in some of the tournaments, obviously, the challenge tournament final is the final. True. True. There's no one sitting out, right? So that that match would then get muted to the, the following day. Good point. Okay. Yes. So while we're on this Olympic train, Zahid Valencia has me thinking some wild thoughts about 86 kilograms in these in this great nation. Uh oh, what are you thinking? I was I was Taylor next topic from basically I don't know, Jaden Cox moving up on. Like it's just it's just him, and there's no one. What what he did to Mark Hall? Did you watch this? He he beat him down. It was oh not my, competitive. Oh my gosh, Ben! This is a Mark guy. Hall, didn't Mark Hall just lose somebody else in a in a wrestling match? Nate Jackson. Nate Jackson. Nate Jackson. In all fairness, Mark no. Hall's not eighty six in my opinion. I I would agree with that. I would say the same is true for Zahid Valencia. Zahid Valencia is a. 79 kilogram on his if if he had to just choose really? yes 
Don't you so think? You don't think Zahid could get to like 200 pounds? I mean, I feel like Zahid's shoulders are bigger. I feel like he's taller than Mark. Um, I feel like Zahid could definitely, maybe, you know, he hasn't maybe always been an 86, but I think he could be an 86. Whereas Marcus, I feel like Mark's shorter. I mean, I think he's only like 5'9". Am I wrong on that? Uh, no, I think you're. I think you're right on all counts, Ben. I just think Zahid has always been like viewed as being bigger than he actually is, and I, I don't think he's That's that fair. big. And yeah. I think I think at optimal weight, I mean, you got guys probably if they're at one eighty nine and a half, you got guys certainly cutting from two ten originally. I don't think he's getting well, I don't that big. Think we're with the double weigh-ins. Yeah, maybe not anymore. Um, the double weigh-in makes that really tough. I mean, the double weigh-in makes it to the point where I would say probably optimal weight, optimal walking around weight would be like 185 to one. I'm sorry, 195 to like 199, somewhere in that. I mean, if you're Jaden Cox, maybe a few more pounds because he can sweat off like 12 pounds like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you don't want to be wrestling day one and cutting 14 pounds. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts? I mean, are you does the seeing Zahid? I mean, first of all, they both just wrestled Jordan Burroughs. So we have this like interesting comparison no. right there. And they were both David Taylor beat him. Um and Zahid lost close. and Zahid lost and it was super close. And he you could close. say that he had Zahid did better offensively than than David did. Yes. Right? He was able to get takedowns. Yes. But he didn't have the tank to endure. And that maybe should yeah. be the discussion ender right there. It's like, you didn't have the tank That's to endure I mean, yeah, Jordan Burroughs. David Taylor is a different situation, and he's bigger. But I'll, I'll give you the maybe on, on Zahid. Well, is that Zahid has had points in his career where he has gassed, and then he's had points where he's not gassed. So he's obviously made decisions on what he's going to do with his lifestyle and how he's going to train, you know, leading up to specific large events. So is there a chance that he comes in better shape than he did for the Jordan Burroughs match? Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, that's a definite chance. Um, the I mean, the other obvious that if David would have 10-0 Gabe Dean and he would have whooped on Jordan Burroughs, I don't think we'd be having this discussion. But of course not. David has been made to seem more human um, because he had the really close match with Gabe and because he had the really close match with Jordan. He seems human to us. I mean, there was a period there before he hurt his knee where he just freaking killed everybody. Everybody. Yes. And now we're feeling differently about him. Yeah. So how much of a chance would you give Zahid? And is he is he now just the unquestioned clear number two? Yeah. So David does not get to sit out of the tournament, correct? Because correct. he did not meddle in the Okay. So, man, I feel like um, – you know what? You know what? Bet I'm kind of thinking in my head is we never did this. Kind of, I think we said so we're gonna do it with Christian, then we never ended up doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, where it had all the people listed and what their likelihood of winning that weight class was, and I think it was like you know David Taylor 85 percent, the field 15 percent, or something like that. And so while I'm not super comfortable betting on Zahid, I would bring David down to like I don't know 65, 70, and then give the field a much larger chance because I, I do. You know, between Zahid, Bo, Gabe, like there's some – the competitors are a lot more solid than we thought they were, say, than we would have thought last September. I think we think the competitors are a lot better yeah. now than we thought. Then. You know, last September, no, we weren't considering Gabe Dean at all. He was retired. Now oh, he's back, yeah. 
and in the field, and he gave David Taylor a tough match. And depending how the bracket plays out, now Gabe Dean, not qualified, I believe. Right. No, he's not. Neither is Mark Hall. <laughs> Neither is Aaron Brooks. Brooks. Oh also, Mark God. Hall pinned Miles Martin, who is yes. like top 15 guy in the world. That's the, that's the thing. Mark Hall, he was, and he was up pretty significantly at the time. He pins uh, Miles in a Peterson. Miles, we've seen, he won the 195 bracket that had Gabe Dean and Nate Jackson and all those guys in it, right? Yep. So I think that that that's kind of establishes Mark a, a little bit better. And also, he was beating Nate Jackson late, Nate, and Nate went and got it, right? So Nate won the match, but it's not like he lost bad. And it's not like losing to Nate Jackson doesn't mean you're not a top five or six guy at the weight because Nate Jackson may be yeah, that as well. Huge. Exactly. So I, I think all this is kind of pointing to um, a, a lot more parity than we really expected at this weight class. I think at the end of it, there's there's basically no scenario I'm not picking David. But yeah, and it, the other thing it feels like it feels so in 2019, and obviously Bo Nickel not being a six, but in 2019 when David got hurt, hurt it felt like we got no in this in this field without David and now I'm not saying I'm as confident without David but if David were to get hurt again and we got to send someone else I'm feeling like there's a couple different guys who could do relatively well at the world tournament yeah I don't disagree there at all um where that definitely wasn't the case um the year David got hurt so I think we'll be we'll, we'll be in good shape but it seems uh, it's a little more little more likely that, that David gets pushed than maybe I thought. But I, I think at the end of it, he's got the best tank. He has the most offense. Um, yes. And it's just kind of – it's it's his time. Um, hey, um, this is relevant to what we've been talking about now, but did you guys see that Tokyo is likely going to ban anyone from outside Tokyo to coming to spectate at the Olympics? But, uh, I mean, it's looking positive like it's going to go on. That, that's – uh, it's both great and bad at the same time. <laughs> um, I wonder what that means for media because I'm planning on going. And I do not live I mean, in they Tokyo. Gotta, um, they got to let somebody go, right? Yeah. it should. If there's one person, I think it should probably be me. That just seems yeah. to make the most logical sense. So much sense. <laughs> I agree. Get rid of you. Ollie's with me. So, I mean, I'll tell the IOC that. Okay, why don't we go to questions because we did not get to go to questions. Before we get there, can I, can I talk about something that's going on in the chat right now that is uh -oh. just total bogus? Ooh, uh -oh. needs debunked. Um, Debunk it. It's debunking <clears throat> season. So, uh, uh, Blake Barber has just been going crazy that Spencer Lee should win the Hodge. And him and uh, a few Blake other people. Barber, you cannot take Blake Barber seriously. This guy is so absurd. Okay, well, just let me let me let me talk for a quick. Let, 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 yeah, go ahead. He just wants to. He now he's just bringing up the fact he's trying to say that guys are going up to thirty three to avoid Spencer Lee, and I asked him to provide names, I, and and someone else did it in the chat before him, and I asked him to provide names, and he ignored me. Um, and he is saying Dane Fix and Nick Suriano. <laughs> those two did not go one thirty three to avoid Spencer Lee. Dane Fix wants to do everything in his power to wrestle Spencer Lee. Yes. He does not want to make 125 as many times during the season as he has to. And the same goes for Nick Suriano. It is a really tough cut for him. It's not fun. And he doesn't want to do it every other every one to two times a week in college. 
and then have to do it a bunch of times in freestyle as well. These guys aren't scared of Spencer Lee. Yeah, they're not. Up. Dayton is definitely not up at 33 because he's scared of Spencer Lee. Guys, there's some people in the chat, and this is true with all social media, there's some people who have great questions and great comments, and there's some people you just learn to ignore. That man is one of them. You just ignore whatever he says because it's shenanigans. Dang. But, I, mean, I know, but... You just, if you know, Dayton Fix is a gangster. He 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 wants the tough... That guy went... Listen, he went everywhere for his entire everywhere. high school career. He went everywhere. He tries to make world teams. He's the one that's... Listen, he's entered the he senior world... world he's made world teams, right? He made senior world teams. And... Listen, you can say the reasons why, but Spencer wins NCAAs. He does not try to make the world. He has not yet attempted to make a senior world team. That's where Dayton has been. So there have been opportunities. Spencer had setbacks that prevented that from happening. But if he was trying to avoid him, he's not doing a very good job of it by going 57 kilograms as much and, as humanly possible. And then they tried to say, well, they go 57 kilograms free. So, yeah, because they don't want to go 65. They're, unless it's a, unless they're doing non-Olympic weight year and they can do 61, but they don't want to like do 65. There's some people you have to ignore because they don't have common sense. It, it was just it was picking up steam. I'm usually very good at that. It was picking up steam. People were talking about it. It's just wrong. <laughs> and Kyle was so mad. <laughs> and it looks like my pick for most upset is going to be right with Bracky. He's already. I'm telling you. It already, didn't. It Ollie, didn't. He's, he's gonna get all his steam out right now, Ollie. He's gonna get it all. It'll be nice. He's got. Are you kidding me? Help any that uh, Hayden was up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I love uh, it. This is all so the stars I'm pretty, are aligning. I'm pretty perfectly. sleep deprived this week because I was up really late working on that uh, predictions for at large article as well. Which energy drink what makes you, you the most want? angry? Because I'm gonna buy that for you. Oh uh, well, I got a big old Red Bull ready to go for the breakfast tacos. Oh, All good. I know is Ben Ben just tried to say that uh, KB's passion is going to get gassed, and no, he's got a gas tank for oh, days. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. All right. I'll, catch, I'll catch my second one. Gas tank, Kyle. Ooh, that's got a ring Let's to it. We should roll with that. The Someone let him get a nap. Hey, CP, uh, you're, you're the boss down there. Let, let this man take a nap. Do you guys got no. nap pods at no, the I don't, headquarters? No, I don't want a nap. No, we, the, the more tired or he don't understand, the more tired he is, the more rage. That's how, that's cool. That's correlated. <laughs> yeah, I think Listen. you could just go more tired there. <laughs> For the record, I never claimed to be smart. Um, yeah, Kyle got tired. Tired it out. Tired it. I got tired it out. Have of tired it. You know how you can make him really angry, uh, Christian? If you can make him hungry and tired. Don't give the man any food either. All right. Ali, you go hide all the breakfast tacos. Put them all in right, the trash. I'll only leave corn uh, tortilla tacos out for Kyle. Oh, you sick <laughs> son of a gun. Uh, corn's terrible. Okay. We really need to get to questions. Yes, let's go. We've, we haven't done that. We didn't do them yesterday. We only can get a couple I in I can't today. come on tomorrow, so I got I to gotta roast him today. All right. He's going to ro roast away. Um, we already talked about Pops Redfoot asked anyone had a snap comp comparable to Gable's. So we said Pico and the brands. There's maybe some others, but none that are really coming to mind. Yeah, he did. He was a face snapper. Okay, Isaac45357324 asks, when Roman puts the arm behind him for an extended period of time, how is that not negative wrestling and therefore stalling? Well, I would say the way Roman, and when I've seen Roman do it, like at Big Tens, 
it's not for like it i would say it's not an extended period of time he does it at times yeah but it's not often and he's firing off attacks i mean that that match had a decent amount of activity between DeSanto's shots and Roman's attacks. I thought it was. Uh, I, w- I would not characterize it as stalling. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think I, uh, of other examples where that's I like agree, okay. I agree with you. Totally. Yeah, it's like um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll think of a better example for tomorrow. But there's there's things. It's just it's just tactics. It's not stalling. Um, yeah. Which coaching corner would you want to hear mic'd up at NCAAs? Asks City Wrestling Guy. I mean, this is easy, oh, right? It it's sort of easy, but it's listen, it's sort of easy, sort of not, because on hey, the one I hand, I posted a video the other day. I'm go to my Twitter, Christian, about some. Oh my, I laughed. I said it to you guys last night. I laughed so hard like 15 times in a row. Yeah. So Terry Brands, and we, I think I can't remember when we talked about this, but like when there's no fans. You can just hear everything he's screaming all the time. And so he lost all his he, he was going off on uh politicians, politicians. and Bormat and the ref. All seemingly it all seemingly stemmed from a potentially dangerous call against uh, a Spencer Lee armbar. And then he got mad and yelled, he called all kinds awesome. of names. It was uh, most of them we can't say on the air. But um Well Ben already <laughs> said something worse than that. Today. Oh my bad. Hey, it took me <laughs> we're on we're on sixteen months before I dropped an F bomb accidentally. It was I good. apologize to our viewership. But I have been quite restrained. Yeah. Uh so that was fun. So you could say Terry and Tom, that would be very entertaining. But I would I'd say Terry specifically. Well yeah, Terry specifically, obviously. But I what are Kale may say 14 words, but I want to know all of them. He's not going to say much, but what he is going to say, I think I think he's a guy. I kind of feel like I sort of understand. I think he's more boring than you think, Christian. It probably would be, but even that is fascinating to me. I feel like I have more of an understanding of Terry and Tom, but Kale is just still just this enigma, and I'm like, what does he say to these uh, guys? Mark Hall either like quote tweeted or replied to the the tweet was, of Coach Brands and said like, uh, "Kale would say like uh, maybe you should shoot." Or something. Yeah, just shoot more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, shoot more. I think you know what, Christian. If we could have, I'm gonna go ahead and agree. With you. If we could have um, the mic on him, not just in the corners, but 24 seven, like when he's behind the scenes talking to his athletes, I I think I could get down with the Kale pick because that would be. Just the, the level of interaction. There's obviously something about him that's a little bit different, and if we could see like that behind the scenes stuff too, that would be insane. I think the corner. I think the corner would be so boring. I think you'd get a couple like pointers, and that's it. And I think that the real magic probably happens behind the scenes somewhere. No doubt. Oklahoma State's another good one. I want to hear what John Smith is saying. Yes, absolutely. Uh, do you think Kirk's troubles on bottom have anything to do with him being small for the weight class? Do you expect him to grow a lot? No. I don't think it's size related, uh, but I do expect him to get bigger. I think he's got a frame to be like an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with that, although if you say, okay, Greg Kerfleet adds 20 pounds of muscle, he's it getting out on bottom does become easier in some ways. It's not. Uh, a, yeah. I mean, being stronger doesn't, doesn't hurt anyone. Right. But when we've seen, we've seen, so I guess the way I was thinking about it is like, We've seen other heavyweights that, that aren't that large 
and it's you know it's not like they've been punished on bottom because they're not, it's a technique issue and by the time you're 230 or 240 you're plenty strong yeah like kyle snyder was yeah he never got rid kyle snyder probably shouldn't even be considered just because he's well he, i mean i think he'd be a great consideration here christian because he was another guy who probably was better at freestyle than was a folk style and he probably didn't even practice a lot of bottom and he was still able to get away all the time true true yeah um I just mean like Kyle's just so fantastic. The guy won the Olympics after sure. like his junior year. Um, yeah. Also, okay, so it's sort of interesting. We do all that Hodge stuff. There's literal Olympic champion in it, but he never won it for for good reason, I guess. But yeah, he never deserved it. Um, also, um, Jane Cox. Jane was a Olympic medalist, mm -hmm. and I think it was just an you Olympic. guys. I remember one time you guys invited me on because you guys. We're crapping on Jaden Cox. I think he had him on seventh on the pound for pound, and I was so mad. You remember this? I remember I was walking into the Milwaukee airport. Uh, I don't recall what year. Maybe like 2016, 2017, somewhere back then. Mm -hmm. I, I vague, made the case. I vaguely Cox. remember this. Um, but yes, Jay, I mean Jaden and Jaden and Kyle didn't bonus enough. Their bonus stats weren't amazing, um, right? Compared to, to some of the other Hodge winners, so they just they weren't going to get it. Yes. Uh, Connor, for real, for real. Braxton Amos Amos would smash this field at 197. Go ahead, lie to me about why I'm wrong. Um, I'm interested to see it. I think yeah. he could do really well. Um, I, like I said, I think he was really big in the matches he's been wrestling. So you know, I know another guy like would be JD Bergman who really struggled with making 197 and eventually went to heavyweight. So uh, let's just see it before we call it. Um, well, that's that would like. Defeat the purpose of basically this show. We had to wait for okay. everything to happen first. <laughs> Hold on, we can't talk about trials. Let's just see. What I, I think he's well. One, he would not smash this field. No, I think there is an argument that he would be a contender to win this. Yes. Wait, for sure, because if AJ yeah. Ferrari can win it, we think AJ and Ferrari are probably peers. And ipso facto, Braxton Amos could go with the could go with these guys. Yes, he's very good. He's very very good. So I'll say that and. I'm disappointed that we didn't get to see him this year. Yeah, me too. We are Team Braxton. Um, will Ben finally admit that Michael Beard is good at wrestling? The man took a mean to the edge. Says Kimball is on fire. He got his butt kicked by Caffey and he lost to Lucas Davison. So he's like, he's just about where I thought he was. I said he'd be a low AA or on the outside looking in, somewhere between like 7 and 12. I think that's what I've been saying. He's going to be the whole Whoa, time. No. I just... I'm pretty what? sure you were considering him like a fringe qualifier for Penn State like a week ago. Yeah, you said you well, no, could see him not qualifying. No. You said that. You said because there were six. I said I said I could see him not auto qualifying because there's six auto qualifying spots. The man took six places. It wasn't like he blew that out of the water, guys. He took six out of six. I wasn't wrong on that one. He qualified. You were way off, dude. It looks like you were wrong. He <laughs> six qualified. Out of six. He man, said, said no shot. He qualified. He qualified. <laughs> yeah. You said he took six plates, six qualifiers. I have the quote right here. You said Michael Beard shouldn't even show up. His season's done. Get ready for freestyle. Uh, it was something about like hell freezing over or something uh, there too. Uh, yeah, you were making a bunch of wild statements. Yeah, if oh if Michael gosh. Beard qualifies for NCAA's, I will enter Midlands every year for the next ten years. Uh, ben Askren, you said it. It's right here. Write it up. Make it number one. I saw it happen. It's like when. Uh, 
Reese Humphrey and Kyle Dake wrestled in the NCAA finals. It happened. Yep. They snack. They you can snack. never prove otherwise. You can't. Oh the thing goodness. is, we, we'll never know. Um, uh, listen, Michael Beer is good, but what my I think my point for for the last whatever has been like he's not going to be he he is not one of these Penn State guys that comes in and freaking lights the world on fire. He's going to be potential AA, but it's going to be lower. Um, and there's a chance he does not AA. I feel the same about that. Um, and he's not like he's a true freshman now. I think he gray shirted and then red shirted, so he's actually in his he's gonna have four years of eligibility left. He's in his third year of college already. Correct, correct. I I actually agree with what you're saying now, um, completely. Okay, that's funny. Right. He could wrestle five more years. Well, I mean, yeah, some of these guys. I mean, a lot, a lot relatively decent amount of these guys have been injured or gray shirt. They could be in college seven years, and I think it's going to be. I've already talked to a couple of them that like guys I know that are like, oh, dude, I'm not staying seven years. I'm going to finish my master's in six years, and I'm I'm done. Like, yeah, you know, it just that's a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't blame him one bit. School stinks. Okay, um, can we all? This is my favorite question of the last. I don't know how long. Can we all agree that Van Brill was the winner of the Tariq Wilson Memorial Award for OW of a tournament he didn't win? We can agree with that. He wins OW of the tournament he didn't win. That sure, Mike Van Brill definitely fits the description of that. Um, he did very good. All right. Next. Road Warrior. Ro Ultimate Road Warrior. Today was a Monday that I was really wishing for a Monday FRL. Yeah, we're... Maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll bring it back. At this point, Monday FRLs would not really mean all that much because there's only like one college tournament left, and then the rest it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but maybe next year we we'll do a little schedule change. I don't know how we do it. Maybe do Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I think Mondays. Monday. If you had to pick one, you have to pick one. Who's more likely to lose next week, Spencer or Gable? You have to pick it's one. dumb. They're both. You're, I'm going to say Spencer because you guys think that maybe he was hurt. But otherwise, I say 0% for both of them. The internet thinks he was hurt. I don't really. I think they're making mountains out of a molehill, personally. Okay. I will say. Man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Brecky, do you, will you say a name? Hmm. I don't want to say a name because I don't believe it. I'll say Gable. Uh, yeah. no, They're not losing. All right. You say Spencer. Yeah. I don't say Spencer because they're not losing. <laughs> okay. It, Lee Cothran, with the addition of Mizzou, uh, which has not been confirmed, but we think it's happening, is the Big 12 closing the gap with the Big 10 in strength of conference? Or will folks never give UNI, Wyoming, et cetera, the same cachet they give Indiana or Illinois? I don't think there's anyone that gives Indiana uh, more cachet than you and I or Wyoming nationally. I don't think that. But happened. you're talking about you and I and Wyoming are finishing on the upper half of the Big Twelve, and those other schools are finishing on the lower half of the Big Ten. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they, you and I and Wyoming are nationally absolutely respected certainly the by consistent top 25 programs and and sometimes higher than that yeah the majority of the time actually probably certainly by us we appreciate and value and 
think they have more cachet than what Indiana has. Now, Illinois is having a pretty good year, so they're probably peers yeah. with you and I in Wyoming. But Rough Big Tens. Rough Big Tens. So, yes. you, you know, I I think they do have that cachet. I think, listen, the reason Big 12 doesn't get the respect of the Big 10 is because the Big 10 has the best teams, the best of the best teams, right? You will have maybe one of the best teams typically. But until you have multiple national, quite a few national champions and national title team contenders come down to your conference, you're not going to be considered the best. You could be, you could maybe, there's a scenario you get more qualifiers than the Big Ten at some point. But until Oklahoma State and Missouri and Oklahoma, Iowa State are contending for team stuff, they're, you're not going to yeah. enter that conversation, in my opinion. No, right. you're right. Um, Big 12 is getting better, 100%, but it's still... Got a ways to go. Now, well, it's almost this consolidation of conferences where there's becoming better because you're going to get more of the right guys than Nationals. Um, you know, with Big 12 has like 14 teams now. The MAC has like 14 teams now. The Big 10, you know, so I mean, you're getting these conferences which are really, really big, which means just they're going to be better if they have more teams. True. True. Big 12's actually at 12, uh, which is funny because in their normal sports, they're only at 10. Uh, um, and then Mac is at 14 when at full strength. Got it. So, yeah, I mean, you think about if they had Missouri back and if Nebraska had never left, then it's like, yeah, yeah it makes it a little more, a little closer. But the fact that Penn State and Iowa are in the Big Ten, and then Ohio State is frequently in that title now. Ohio State this year, whoa. Um, but in most years, they're in the mix. Hey, there's two questions on here that I really like, and if we just go a few minutes over time, can I uh, yeah. can we answer them? Go for it. Okay. We'll be on tomorrow. So the first one would be Jason Bame, who I, I think is a Wisconsin guy. I recognize the name. Um, but he he has a picture of some movie star on there, so I'm not 100 percent sure on that. <laughs> That's um, Patrick Swayze. Besides the obvious, it's Patrick Swayze, Matt Pell, my buddy Matt Pell loves Patrick Swayze. Big Patrick Swayze fan. Uh, Let's get to the questions here. <laughs> um, besides, sorry. Besides the obvious, uh, Spencer Lee and Gable, what individual will score the most individual team points in NCAs? I think I have my guess, and my guess is going to be. Jaden Ironman, and my second guess would be Ryan Deacon. Man, those were exactly mine. Man, those are oh, mine third. I thought of those first. <laughs> All right, jerks. <laughs> um, Who else do you guys know? Anybody else? Well, you took you took mine. Yeah, Kemmer, um, Kemmer would be the other ones, but Kemmer is probably a tough quarters match, and he did not get a lot of bonus at Big Tens. Andy Smith, if they let him in. <laughs> Uh, okay, you guys were done with that question. Uh, I guess it was too easy, apparently. Um, so then the other one, what was the other one that I really liked? Um, no, no. Oh, who? this is a good one, I thought. Who's most likely to win an NCAA championship that lost this past weekend? I love this question. I thought that was a good one. See I love it. Uh, Sebastian Rivera, Nick Lee are definitely... Nick Lee. Um, I'm not putting DeSanto in there, personally. No. Uh, 49, nobody that I can think of. Maybe somebody at 97? Yeah, who at – so Schultz, 
Schultz, um, you could say, man, Schultz, Noah Warner, even, even Noah even Adams. Buchanan. Noah gotta, Adams just needs to be there. away from, dang, Stephen Buchanan. You can't beat this man. Yeah. They're going to be matched up together. You know it. It's just the way it all work, it always works out. That's a reverse jinx. It could be the time that he does it. Yo, it's not. We, we it's, need... it's, it's a history of West Virginia athletics in a nutshell. Oh, my. That's it. He's reverse jinx. And, and I think we need to have two cameras on Bracky when 97 brackets come out just to see where know. Buchanan and Adams are because um, that'll be big. So, yeah, I think 97. Um, 41. Yeah, 41. All the the big hitters at 57 won. There's no one at 25 that is allowed to win other than Spencer, and he won. <laughs> uh, Dayton and RBY, I think, are, are head and shoulders above. We already talked about 41. 49, Sasso O'Connor won their conference. Mahler won his conference. Boo won his conference. So you got to go down to, like, Ridge, Mike Van Brill, Max Murin. Um, so, yeah, I think it's sort of clear. Or you could you could on. say okay maybe you throw Makai Lewis in there. Ooh, that's an interesting one. But we don't know how healthy he is. So the thing is, it's like I think he's been wrestling live. Yeah, but like you think or you know because you you might know he knows. Um, I, there's not a good like I'm guys not him. guys not wrestling at conferences is just basically that's kind of a kiss of death. But they, had, but this time they had three weeks, Christian, not just two. Did have longer. Um, uh, I was talking with Nomad about uh, Seeds yesterday. He thinks Makai could be like an eight and be on Marinelli's side again. Oh my God! How pissed would Iowa fans be? <laughs> this they would lose their mind. They won't be happy. Uh, Politicians. I'm sure... Politicians. They don't like talk <laughs> you lying, cheating. <laughs> Don't do it. Stealing. <laughs> Don't do it. The video was so great. Oh, that video made me laugh so many times. I know. It's hilarious just because it's so intense and, like, the match is not remotely competitive. It was because of a potentially dangerous call. Spencer's just piling up points. Yeah, it's just, like, not even in, in consideration. Spencer looks, like, so calm through it all. It's, it's just funny. Yeah. All right. Okay, well... Um, any other questions here? Let me let me quickly glance. Um, Those are the ones that really like. Um, these are good. We'll take. I'm taking some of these over to the Thursday show, um, which is tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom. All right, Ollie's got Ollie. <laughs> Ollie stays hey, in the bathroom. Hey, Ollie. Go, I've been a while since I've done that. Ollie. Ben telling Amateur. me about his friend with Patrick Swayze and stuff like this. <laughs> going, to, we got questions to get to, and we're getting to your friend's favorite actors. He loves. Go. Shout out Matt hey, Pell. Matt. Make sure Tyler deletes the F pod before your children listen. <laughs> oh no, it's going <laughs> out there. Going out. All I'm right. There. Hey, thank y'all so much for listening. <laughs> Tonight, 6 Eastern, 5 Central, bracket release show live on Flow Wrestling. We're going to get pissed. <laughs> Later. <laughs>